Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Welcome to Extra Time with Liam Horbin. Presented by Betway. We're back for another one. They keep us on the air. I don't even know what episode number this is. I think 10. We made it to 10. Double digits. What more could you want? But yes, welcome to the show. Thank you everybody for joining me here on this. What is going to be a nice weekend ahead? It looks to be lots of football to play for. Today, the main topic is going to be the Premier League title race. It's an absolute barn burner right now. It is coming down to the wire, especially after Arsenal blew that lead against Liverpool over the weekend. There was also the mayhem with the linesman and Andy Robertson, which was figured out today. I, I, I'm not going to try and say the linesman's name because I won't be able to do it, but apparently they had a Zoom call and figured out their differences and moved on with their lives, which is always nice to get over things that easily. I don't in particular get over things that easily, but some people do. But anyways, that was good. But basically what that did was, like I said, just make the tire race wide open. Arsenal still in the driver's seat, of course. I believe they have eight games left. City have nine because they have a game in hand, which would be up against Brighton. I don't believe the date is actually set for that one yet as we have this discussion because that game is being moved because City is in the semifinals of a competition. FA Cup. I can't remember the playing off the top of my head. But anyway, Arsenal, 30 games played, 23 wins, four draws, three losses. Sitting at the top of the table with 73 points. City, 29 games played, 21 wins, four draws, four losses, 67 points on the table. Newcastle then in third with 56. United, 56. Spurs, 53. Aston Villa out of nowhere, 47. Hello, Unai Emery. Imagine if they had Unai Emery for the entire season and not Steven Gerrard. Squad is, the squad is where it should be right now. Got a good group of players. I'm happy for, for Villa fans for where they are after having to go down to the championship, selling the best player, Jack Grealish, who's now become arguably City's best player. No, him and Haaland. Obviously, KDB is always in the conversation, but... Grealish is, uh, he's been on fire. He's been on fire. But before we get into the uh, Premier League chatter, big thing is happening in Canada this weekend, and I want to shine some light on it because it's a massive occasion that Canadian Premier League is back in action. The boys are back on the field. No FC Edmonton this season, unfortunately, because a bunch of ownership stuff, they couldn't get the money sorted out. And to be honest... It should have been more supported well, but in Edmonton, it's 
it was in a bit of a bad spot, to be honest. Right next to Commonwealth Stadium, they weren't playing at a real football stadium. It was essentially, they brought in some bleachers, did what they can, and didn't work out. There's been a few teams now here in Edmonton, and I think the uh, the city has got a long way to go before they can support a club team on a week-in, week-out basis during the summer. Hey, in Edmonton, we're stuck inside for long portions of the year. We have our hockey and then summer comes around and everyone wants to go to the lake. No one wants to go to an FC Edmonton game at a three o'clock on a Saturday, unfortunately for them. But hopefully one day we can see something in this capacity in the city. We've had a lot of success with FIFA tournaments. Um, obviously, the CONCACAF games were here last year for Canada's World Cup qualifying against Mexico and Costa Rica. I was in the Mexico game. Fantastic event. Absolutely freeze my ass off for 90 minutes. But boy, oh boy, was it awesome. And I would do it again for the same result, of course. If they lost, I wouldn't go. I'm a Glory fan, people. I'm a Glory fan. But anyway, actually, no, I'm, I'm a Bullet Wonders fan. Although we did just win a trophy the other day. But we had a tough, tough draw on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Monday, sorry. This is the weekend, really, through a wrench and everything for me. Monday against Cambridge, you were in a relegation spot in League One. 94th minute equalizer after Declan John gave Bolton a 1-0 lead. Cambridge equalized to their credit as they're fighting for relegation, whatever. All you're good for is a university, Cambridge. Bolton are out here winning trophies. Anyways, <laughs> Canadian Premier League. What do we got on the tap? So, the, so for people who don't know, there are currently eight teams in the Canadian Premier League. Eight teams. There's a new team after FC Edmonton dropped out. Vancouver FC got a team. So Vancouver now has, I believe they have Pacific, obviously the Vancouver Whitecaps, and now Vancouver FC. So well-supported city for sports, Vancouver. Also a massive population, so it really works out. So you got Atletico Ottawa, who were the runners-up last season. Then you also have the Cavalry FC, which is in Calgary. I've been to a couple of Calgary uh, Cavalry FC games, Amazing. Absolutely fantastic atmosphere. I go down there with my girlfriend and her sister and uh, I guess possibly my future brother-in-law one day. If things keep going right, that's what it'll be. Fantastic time. They put on a really good atmosphere. Great skill on the pitch. And just honestly, a venue too. I can't remember what it's called, but it's this old racehorse track, which doesn't sound very appealing. But they, they really made it something. It's a very unique stadium. If you haven't seen it, look it up. I can't remember what it's called, but there's, there's something about flowers or something in the title. So that's really cool. And the event they put on within the the grounds of it all, they've got some fantastic concession, really nice beer gardens, massive screen too in the fan zone where you can watch other Canadian teams that are going on when you're kind of wandering around or it's halftime or something like that. So that's really cool. Uh, who else you got? Forge FC, who are the current champions of the Canadian Premier League. Halifax Wanderers. Maybe I should support them. Pacific FC, Valerie FC, Vancouver FC, and York United FC. So if you're in one of those low communities where those teams are uh, playing, go give them a watch. It's a lot of fun, actually. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised if you're a football fan craving some top talent. I would go check that one out. There's some good there's some good players there. There's no real former like European stars, but Joe Mason, who actually went to the European Championships with Republic of Ireland, plays for the Calgary Cavalry. Also a former Baltimore Wanderers player. Something to keep in mind. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Anyways, that's happening. Obviously, MLS is going on too. Maybe we'll have someone on about the MLS in a couple of weeks here. Bolton big match against Oxford. But like I said, the big talking point for me this week is all about the Premier League title race. There's some other good title races too going on. Uh, League Une is, is quickly turned into a title race. I think Paris will just go out and win that one anyway. But the teams are fighting back. Obviously, the Bundesliga has been great this season. Bayern Munich currently in first with 58. Dortmund 56. Union Berlin have fallen off the pace a little bit, unfortunately, with 51. But regardless, absolutely amazing season by them. And then also RB Leipzig rounding out the Champions League spots there. Quickly to Serie A, that title race is all but done. Napoli, 74 points. Lazio in second with 58. Rome and AC Milan closing out the Champions League spots again. La Liga essentially done. Barcelona have ran away with it. Two losses all season, 72 points. Real Madrid with 59. But one that is quite intriguing uh, is that Feyenoord. They had a big win in the Europa League today, or yesterday, sorry, against Rome. And I can't really remember their unbeaten streak. I think it's in double digits now, but they are, uh, they're on the climb, becoming a great European team again. It's looking like we'll see them back in the Champions League for the first time in a in a while 2017 was the last time they won the aero divisie so good to see them get back on top and just kind of you know it's always nice to see some different teams win these trophies to be honest the usual sussex behind them though ix psv both 59 az altmar fc 20 and then the rest of the teams i if i said them i don't know if you would know them to be honest i'll say one sparta rotterdam most of we got that one to roll my tongue a little bit there Benfica running away with us too. But anyways, back to the topic at hand. I feel like every time I keep I keep going on these little spiels off a little bit. But anyways, Premier League. So like I said, Arsenal, eight games left. Manchester City, nine games left in the Premier League because of the extra game in hand they have against Brighton, which will come up at some point. There's no date scheduled there for now. But let's quickly run through Arsenal's eight games they have remaining. So this weekend coming up, they have West Ham away, Southampton at home after that, Manchester City away. That one might be the title decider, depending on how things go. Chelsea at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home, Forest away, Wolves to round out the season at the Emirates Stadium. City, nine games left. Leicester, 
Arsenal at home, like you just said, obviously, if Arsenal are playing City, they'll City will play them too. Arsenal at home, Fulham away, West Ham at home, Leeds at home, Everton away, Chelsea at home, Brentford away, and then somewhere mixed in there is the Brighton away game too. So one of those fixtures will, sorry, one of those weeks will be a busy week of fixtures for City. So obviously we're all thinking Arsenal versus City is going to be the biggest game of the season for both teams. They have played each other earlier in the season, uh, about two months ago, the recording of this, February 15th. And it wasn't a pleasant Valentine's Day for Arsenal, losing 3-1 at home to City. Their only loss at the Emirates Stadium this season. So one other thing we'll quickly dive into here is just kind of the records of the teams before we go through each fixture and talk about who can win, who won't win, blah, blah, blah. City have lost one game at home this season. It was against Brentford, a 2-1 loss. It was, If you remember, it was the game right before the World Cup break. So what was that? December 10th to 15th, somewhere in that range. City have five home games left. Not as great away from home. Three losses, three draws. Draws came against Newcastle, which was a thriller at the start of the season. That was a fantastic game. Aston Villa, and then the most recent one was a, a the most recent draw was Nottingham Forest. When I think it was Chris Wood, or maybe it was Jesse Lingard, I can't remember, got a late equalizer in that one. The lost games at home Liverpool, Manchester United, which was 2 1 to United, Tottenham 1 0. That was the most recent dropped points at, I want to call it the City of Manchester Stadium, but it's not called that anymore, is it? What's it called? Manchester City's football stadium. Come on, Liam. Hosting a hosting a football podcast. You don't even know the name of the stadiums. What is that place called? That's how irrelevant the grounds are to me now. What is it? It's not even coming up. My granddad lives in Gorton. I should know this. Anyways, it used to be called the City of Manchester Stadium when they moved from Main Road to their Etihad. Etihad Stadium. Just out of curiosity, I wonder when it was changed names kind of forget what they're all called that's why old trafford's nice because it's always just been old trafford and also st james's park has changed its name too and what's it called now the sports direct or maybe it's changed back oh yeah it did change back when astley lost his ownership rights there oh i can't even find it either way city manchester stadium evolution there you go go look it up on wikipedia if you really care that much like me so there you go that city's away record Arsenal, one lost at home, two drawn at home. Obviously, lost to City 3-1, like we mentioned. They also lost to Brentford. Oh, sorry, they drew against Brentford. For some reason, when I was writing my notes, one of the teams they drew against was Arsenal. So I can't remember who the other team was. For some reason, I want to say Brighton. Or was it Villa? Ah, I can't remember. Whatever. Arsenal do have a bit of a more difficult... Final eight games, though. Three games against the top seven in the league. So, with all that considered, and the fact that neither team, frankly, loses at home, ever, let's assume that they just win the home games. I think that's probably fair, right? So, that would give Arsenal a win over Southampton, which, logically, yes. 
a win over Chelsea, which we don't really know what Chelsea are going to be by that point. Frank Lampard maybe has got a bit more rhythm in the team. But for now, for time's sake, Chelsea, they'll beat Chelsea at home. Then they have Brighton, which will be a tough match. Obviously, Brighton, a very, very good team this season. One of those three teams from the top seven that they'll be facing. Forest, sorry, Wolves at home. So that's four wins. Southampton, Chelsea, Brighton, and Wolves. So that's 12 points for Arsenal. Okay, so West Ham this weekend is what the, the one is. I think they'll bounce back. I think this is early in the... They've done a good job of the bouncing back kind of stuff, haven't they, Arsenal? I mean, it's not like West Ham have been in great form either. Not having a fantastic season. Just lost 5-1 to four, uh, to Newcastle as well during the week. The other week, uh, April 5th. So, got a win over Fulham. But I'm just not buying it right now from, from West Ham, to be honest. The two of them obviously have played once already this season. West Ham did have a 1-0 lead in that game. Ben Rama scored a penalty in the 27th minute. And then Saka, Martinelli, and Eddie and Ketia scored. Make it 3-1 for Arsenal. And West Ham have just had a poor, poor record all season, to be frank. But also, just against the top teams in the league. You know, just to list off a few here. 2-0 loss to start the season against City. Lost to Brighton 2-0. Did get a draw of Tottenham, who were the most inconsistent team in the league. So, makes sense. Lost to Chelsea. Who else they lost to? Lost to Liverpool, lost to United, lost to Arsenal, like I said. Brentford drew against Newcastle, drew against Chelsea, lost to United, lost to Brighton. It's just all lining up for a, a good win for Arsenal, I think. So there's five wins for Arsenal. So right now we have them being West Ham, Southampton, Chelsea, New, uh, sorry, Brighton, Wolves. So that takes us down one more. The City game. So this will kind of cross paths by both. Can Arsenal get revenge on City after what City did to them on their home pitch? The answer is yes. Yes, Arsenal can beat Manchester City. However, if we're going off the logic that these two teams are not going to lose at home during this final run of the season, then no. I'm just going to put it out there that this will be a loss for Arsenal. So we'll figure out the math at the end. But for now, that is a loss for Manchester City. Just kidding. Arsenal. Manchester Arsenal. Just kidding again. They're called Arsenal. Chelsea, like I said, they'll win that one. Newcastle. Now, another team that only has one loss all season at home. And we saw what Arsenal, what Newcastle have done against City already this season when they, at the St. James's Park, when they drew 3-3. Newcastle recently, 2-1 win against Brentford, 5-1 against West Ham, beat United 2-0 at home, beat Forest 2-1 away, beat Wolves 2-1 at home. Did lose to City, lost to United back-to-back. Both away, the United loss was in the AFL Cup. Then they also lost to Newcastle. Obviously not Liverpool. Newcastle obviously don't concede a lot of goals and they don't score a ton either, all things considered. 48 goals this season, only 21 allowed, 
which is fewer than both Arsenal and City. So with that said, I think it's fair to assume that this game won't be a loss for Arsenal, but instead a draw. And a pencil on this one is a draw. I think it's a fair result. Newcastle, good record against these top six teams. But I think there'll be, there'll be a draw. I think Newcastle might play out for a draw. Brighton, I said Arsenal would win, but that will be a very, very difficult game. Brighton, fairly good away from home this season. But again, Arsenal, one loss away at home. So got to go with that one. Forest, now this one, I think might be the trickiest game of the lot, which sounds strange considering they have Newcastle and City in there and Brighton. But Nottingham Forest, as we speak, are currently in a relegation spot. So this is with eight games left for Forest. They have 30 points, sorry, 30 games played, 27 points. I could see this one being troublesome, especially being at the city ground. I think this might be a hiccup. But also at this point in the season, you got to consider the fact that Arsenal are pushing for the first Premier League title since the Invincibles. Are they going to let it slip at the city ground? I'm going to say no. I think Arsenal will come out on top of this one. But Forrest might give them a good match in this one. That will be one to watch. And then they round out this calendar with a Wolves home game, which I think they'll win. So that's that. That's eight games under wraps. We'll do the records at the end, so don't do the math. If you've been playing along with the math, cancel that out because we're going to go over at the end together as a group. All right? Good. City, nine games left. Like I said, Brighton, we don't know when it is, so I've just put them at the bottom of this. Actually, we'll do Brighton now. I think Brighton will be a difficult match for City. I think that is where City will. I think City... (laughs) I think they'll lose that one. I think that's a match City will lose. Just Brighton. They're a pesky, pesky team. Well-managed. The fact it's at Brighton too makes it interesting to me. If this was at the Etihad, I'd have City locked in. But I'm going to say this is a City loss. So there you go. Right off the bat, just throwing City right under the bus. But the first official match before that even comes about against Brighton and Hove Albion is against Leicester City at home. Leicester, brutal this season, just sacked Brendan Rodgers. Haven't won since February 11th, which is crazy. New manager bumper maybe in Dean Smith. Yeah, I don't really see that happening. Don't think. I think they should have gone with Jesse Marsh, to be honest, and Dean Smith who couldn't get it done in the championship most recently with, what was he with, Norwich? Yeah, got relegated. Yeah, it was him. But he did win in his first match with Norwich when they were in the premiership last season. So it's an interesting one, actually. I didn't even think about that little wrinkle. But again, it's at it's at Manchester City. So got to give City the win. Arsenal, we already discussed that match. In fact, it's at City. Gives them the win. So that's six points for uh, City so far. Fulham away. Fulham will still be out. We move out. Mitrovic, sorry. A lot of mistakes in this podcast. I'll cut them out. No, I won't. 
Fulham away, they'll win that one too because they won't have Mitrovic. Fulham kind of falling off a little bit in the back this little part of the season, but fantastic season for them as a whole. Great to see them back in the Premier League and competing at a very high level and not just spending all this money in the world and going back down again. West Ham at home, got to give them the win there. So that's four wins in a row for City. Leeds at home, got to give them the win. Everton away. Does Sean Dice get something done? I liked Sean Dice's comments today, actually, just on a sidebar, about Deli Alley. Deli Alley was an absolute menace in the Premier League for a few years there. Just a, it was a great play with Tottenham. And then all of a sudden, also great at the 2010 World Cup for England as well. Looked like him and Harry Kane were kind of the future of the, the country. Harry Kane has obviously taken that role and continues to run. But Deli Alley is has fallen off a cliff, unfortunately. And now he is back with Everton after Everton bought him when Frank Lampard was there. I believe the fee was around 50 million and it just didn't work out for him at all. Went to Besiktas. It was all these rumors about him and... Now he's back at Everton injured. They sent him back. They, you know, kind of all makes sense. You don't want an injured player who's on loan if the season's kind of coming to a wraps. And Sean Dice had good comments and just being like, look, like he's injured. We're not addressing everything at the moment, but he's our player and we're going to try and make him in better. And I don't know if that Deli Alley necessarily works under a Sean Dice management. But also, I think from a, a human perspective, I think it'd be very good. It seems like Sean Dice is a very understanding person who's the meat and potatoes, and he's seems like a very honest man. So I really, really hope Deli Ali can can come back in some form. You know, it's going to be difficult for him to get back to that world class form he was in. He's one probably. Is it fair to say Deli Ali was the best young player in the world at one point? I don't think that's completely unreasonable, but. It's going to be difficult for him to get back there, but it'd be nice to see him contribute, I think is a nice way to put it. So hopefully uh, Sean Dice can can figure it out for Deli Alley. And you know what? Maybe if Everton get relegated, which doesn't feel like they are in 17th, I suppose, but I feel like Sean Dice might be able to figure it out for them. Like, But if they were to hypothetically get relegated, maybe it wouldn't be too bad for Deli Alley just to get things rolling again for him. But either way, I do think City won that game because Everton just just aren't that team anymore, are they? Lost 2-0 to United, good draw against Spurs, good draw against Chelsea, beat Brentford, draw against Forest, but did lose 4-0 against Arsenal, then Villa before that too. So maybe, maybe they can get a draw. I don't see Everton getting a win, but the fact is that Goodison Park is in favour of Everton, but... Doesn't sit well for me, that one. We'll see, but we'll put that one out there as an Everton loss. Chelsea at home, got to give the City the win if we're going off this home thing. But again, what is that Chelsea team going to look like at that point? Are they going to be demoralized because it's the end of the season and they're all thinking, okay, Lampard's not here for much longer or are they going to be kind of up for things and fighting a little bit more and finding some chemistry like we truly don't know what this Chelsea team is going to look like at all so that's going to be an intriguing piece for me of where Chelsea will be at but I think City will win Brentford away now Brentford have uh, of course a lot of trouble 
for top six teams this season. We'll we'll quickly run through the record of what they've been able to accomplish. But every single time Brentford go out and play one of these top six teams, it's like they're the favorites. They obviously they lost to United recently, so that really defeats my argument all in one. Draw against Arsenal, though, says one point. They beat Liverpool, if you want to call them a top six team. Oh, sorry, we'll just go with this one. Well, they, they drew against Spurs. They obviously beat City. So they're five points this season off top six teams. It's been pretty good for them. It's been pr- pretty good. So, so last game of the season, Brentford will be fighting for some European spots too. It's at Brentford. Maybe I'm saying this to kind of make it a fun ending to the season, but I could see a draw. I think this will be a draw for Brentford, but I do also think City have the willpower to just get them over the line, but I'm going to go with a draw. The intriguing thing about this as I run through all these scenarios of what could happen to Arsenal and City is the fact that City players have been in this situation before and Arsenal players haven't. And I'm not talking about the fact that Arsenal players are going to choke this Premier League title out of the window. What I'm saying instead is City have handled this pressure of being behind in games. Look what happened at the end of last season when they were down 2-0 against Aston Villa and they come back and win 3-2. What was it? Three goals in like less than 10 minutes or something wild like that. Like City are more than capable of doing that again. And now they have Erling Haaland and Jack Grealish playing at this unbelievable level. It's going to be a tight end to the, to the Premier League season. With all of that said, and the records the way they are, I have Arsenal winning Premier League with 92 points and Manchester City coming in second. 7-1-1 record for City with a 6-1-1 record for Arsenal. One thing I feel like a lot of people aren't considering in all of these scenarios when people are talking about City winning is the fact that Arsenal still have a cushion over them. That game against them at the Etihad Stadium is obviously going to be massive. And if Arsenal win that one, then see you later, City. This is Arsenal's league title. And I'd be happy for them. I'd be happy to see Arsenal win. I think it's a cool story for Mikel Arteta with his managerial career. And also, I think it's just good that Arsenal have stuck with Arteta and gone through the process. And now here they are pushing for a league championship. Now, there was a question, I think it was on Talk Sport. Um, it was asked, if Arsenal don't win the Premier League, is it a disappointing season? I think the answer is yes, because they've led for almost the entire season, large portions of it at least. However, I still think that the season as a whole has been a great success for the team. The fact they've been challenging for this title and if they wind up in second in the moment, it's going to be very disappointing. But I think as a whole of the progression of Arsenal FC, the Gunners, it's a massive success, and I think everyone in the in the in the club should be very happy with the accomplishment when it's all said and done. It's a shame they're not going to get the Europa League title in there too, but penalties will do that to you. Ask England, but there you have it. There's also 
let me know. Let me know what you think. See if you if you see this video somewhere, just leave a little comment. But yeah, Liam, I agree. Arsenal will win the Premier League because they're the best. And Bakaya Saka is going to get robbed of the Young Player of the Year award because Erling Haaland's like a month away from being, what was it? He was like born a month early than what the award or something wild like that. I don't know, something funky. But either way, fantastic season for for everyone involved in Arsenal Football Club. But before we close out this podcast, we obviously got to take a quick look at what's going to go down in the Betway world this weekend. 19 plus, please bet responsibly, as always. I had a nice bet tonight, actually, in the hockey world, on the Edmonton Oilers, my Edmonton Oilers. As they head off into the playoffs. But here's what we're looking at. For the Premier League this weekend. Aston Villa taking on Newcastle. Aston Villa plus 260 to win at home against Newcastle. Or plus 110 to win away. Villa's been pretty good under Unai Unai Emery. Plus 260 seems like a nice little spot there. Chelsea versus Brighton. Chelsea, the name value is getting them some money here at plus 162. But Brighton is the underdogs at plus 170. If I was you, I might be looking at that one too. Everton plus 105 at home against Fulham, plus 275. Southampton plus 175 against Crystal Palace, plus 170 there. I might look at Palace on that one too, if I had to be honest. Tottenham minus 223 against Bournemouth, who are plus 500. Wolves plus 150 against Brentford, Brentford plus 200. And then to round out the Saturday matches, City versus City, like we spoke about. Man City minus 600 against Leicester, plus 1400 for Leicester if you're looking to. Feeling lucky and just completely disagree with everything I just said about City's record for the end of the season. Maybe that's where you want to go. Sunday, we have West Ham, Arsenal, Arsenal minus 182 favorites away. West Ham plus 450. If you want to see Nate the Great's team get three points, plus 450 if you're liking that. Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United, the Red Devils. What a classic English clash that one is, isn't it? Plus 375 for Nottingham Forest, minus 143 for Manchester United. And then a weekday, week, what is it, game week, whatever it is. Either way, last match on Monday, Leeds plus 300 against Liverpool. If it's somewhere else you're thinking of looking this weekend, I doubt you can get some Canadian Premier League stuff, but maybe maybe you're finding something here and there that you're liking. But there you have it, folks. That's a wrap on episode 10. We never clarified what it was, but I believe it's episode 10 of Extra Time. Presented by Betway. Go check out Betway. Very responsibly. They've got a variety of sports on there too. It doesn't just have to be football. If you like basketball, playoffs are starting soon. Baseball's been going now for a couple of weeks here. Hockey season, playoffs hitting its stride right away. See what you can find. Let me know. Until next time though, farewell. <laughs>